Hello. Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you. Sound sound all right? Because I've had things plugged and unplugged today. Oh, <laughs> that's what she said. Back to the bin. Hello and welcome to Back to the Bins. Once again, we are diving back into the bins, but this time around, there's no adult supervision. No adult supervision. That's right, it's me and Hero. Yeah. Because Scott's on a permanent vacation with Aerosmith. Nice. And Paul is, uh, what is Paul? Paul is the roadie for Judas Priest right now, I think. <laughs> this is the painkiller. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I could see Paul out there, you know, in some leather and, you know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I don't want to know about your fantasies about Paul. <laughs> Sorry, Paul, you should have made the show. <laughs> Our buddies feel a little under the weather, so... Uh... <laughs> so you got me. Sorry. Stuck with Well, me. you were going to be here anyway. I was going to be here anyway. So once again, we will be returning. Uh, Hero will be continuing his... Uh, and maybe we'll make this a thing anytime you come on the show that I will do a... A uh, this particular book because I'm continuing from my Amethyst Princess of the Gem World number one and I'll be doing number two and you oh, are oh <laughs> and I will be doing Sleepwalker number seven so we got Heroes Corner and Bill's and eh, whatever <laughs> that no sounds idea. about Heroes Corner and Bill's uh, catastrophe uh, oh. Bill's no synopsis, because we are synopsis-free. We're synopsis-free. Freestyling. There's no rules. No rules. <laughs> because, unfortunately, uh, I can't find my hard copy, and the backup scan I had is on a drive that decided not to work anymore. So we had to scramble, and I didn't have time to do a synopsis. Well, like that really makes any difference. Nah. Time. So uh, so how you been doing in the world of comics? Um, well, I, I only pretty much read old stuff now because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, I still love all the other comics related media, you know, yeah. everybody knows that, but, uh, yeah, I don't buy books anymore. Come on. Mm. I don't have the money. Got well, the as money. we record this, it's March, well, I'm March 1st and Black Panther has been out. Did you see Black Panther yet? Twice. Twice. Oh, my, my son has seen it twice. He I actually really, really liked it. I took my son and my daughter and we saw that or my other daughter she's off college so uh we, we took it and then my son went with uh, a pair of twins oh mm. we are twins come on yeah no not that not not male twins female twins oh oh yeah smooth smooth operator oh, that's what they should have had they should have had some sade in black panther smooth <laughs> operator Oh, I thought the soundtrack was pretty sweet, actually. All the mm -hmm. drums. Well, once again, during a movie, I decide, all right, I'm going to run out real quick and use the bathroom. 
and get a refill of the popcorn. So I missed the entire scene in the um, I because I jumped out right when they went into um, yeah Shanghai. Yes, yes. When they went into the <sighs> casino, I came right back in when the car disappeared. When the remote, when she, when his sister was sitting in the car, and poof, then she fell on her butt. Wow, and, you, he, and he captured Claw. I missed the Stan. <laughs> I missed the Stan Lee cameo. I, which is the, now the second time I've missed the Stanley cameo in a movie because I had to go to the bathroom or get popcorn. So now you know, just don't pee. Well, what that wasn't the problem. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> you remember that rhino? Yeah, I had a rhino oh. rally coming out of my butt, and I had to get out of there as quick as I could. And I was like, stone. well. While I'm out here, might as well get some popcorn because it's free oh. refills. Because we got the fancy smanchy Black Panther uh, collectible metal tin. Ooh. Uh, so uh, we have a black, and I have the, in fact, sitting here, right here on my desk, I have the Black Panther movie cup, plastic movie cup as well. So my wife's like, really? Another popcorn tin? What are we doing That's... with the Last Jedi one? I'm like, uh. <laughs> You're keeping Good. it because Last Jedi was awesome. Because it's pretty. I could put pens in it and stuff. I got stuff, man. I could put my Legos in it. Yeah. So, so yeah, we we got all that. And uh, also, in a week from now, which I totally forgot, in seven days, um, yeah. Uh, wow, I'm just, my mind is blanking, which is, you know, imagine What's that. happening in seven days? Netflix, Netflix. Yes. What Alias? Do we, what do we get? Oh, uh, okay. That's Jessica Jones is back. Yes, yes. Thank you. I'm fine. I was, yeah. Alias was a comic. Jessica Jones season two comes out, which I was like, whoa, man, that snuck up on me. I totally forgot oh. about that. Good. I'm ready. I'm ready for more. Uh, that's the hardest one to binge though, because it's so so dark. Mm. Now I saw something today on Facebook. I know you're not a avid fa- Facebook user, but was it? Infinity War coming out. They've moved it. It's moving up. April twenty seventh. That's, that's what I was like. I was like, "Don't no, wait a minute. Is that worldwide everywhere except for here? Like they've done with a couple of other times? And that's it's just pr- a I tease." Mean, I don't know, man. I didn't mm. totally read up on it, but uh, hey, bring it to me. Bring it to my eyeballs earlier. Yeah, I'm ready. I've been waiting ten years for this. <laughs> so Paul hates it when I date things. So he'll just love the fact that I put all these dates and to pin this down firmly in a time frame. So. Well, if he had sacked up and joined us, <laughs> it wouldn't have happened. Ah, no, no. Don't pick on our little buddy. I hear little. it's cold up there, right? Uh, yeah. New England's is getting pretty warm. It was, in the, it was just about 50 degrees today. So. Oh, man, I wish it was 50 degrees. It was, it was like 80 here today. <laughs> well, sunshine state. Yeah. Oh, hold on. The dog wants to leave the house. Okay. You want to go? All right. Hold on. Is that a euphemism? No, 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 no. No, no. The dog walked over to the door, looked, turned around, looked at me, and like, aren't you going to open this for me? There you go. And stay out. Get out of here, you mutt. Nah, he's a good dog. Had to take him to the vet today, get him looked at. Uh, he was going crazy with fleas. Ooh. Got to bomb the house then, too. Yeah. Yeah, we've already uh, done some other preemptive measures uh things that, uh, but he's never never been this bad to where like he couldn't even sleep really oh. bad Re- i mean he's just he was con- if he wasn't walking he was scratching and then he'd stop walking and start scratching and just like biting and he stunk because he's just licking himself all the time much like i do i um, wait wait oh hey now so, so tomorrow i got to take alvin to the vet because now that the fleas are jumping off of him they're going to be hopping on to alvin 
So I got to yep. stuff Alvin in a box. No, it's a cat carrier. Oh. What's in a box? Meow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Alvin. Poor Alvin. Alvin loves the cat carrier. Yeah, I'm sure. I'll have to trick him. I'll have to take the top off of it and put a bunch of treats in there, and he'll like jump in, and I'll like slam it shut. Ha ha! Got you. <laughs> and he'll be like singing the singing the cries of his people all the way there. <laughs> so. But that's enough pet talk. All right. I guess we'll. Uh, I guess I will go. Pets in both books. <laughs> yes, there is. I guess I will I will go first with my uh, with my book, which is a DC Amethyst Princess of the Gem World Volume One Numero Two was what was out in June of 1983. What were you doing in 1983? Uh, I was four. Oh, so I was see. watching cartoons. I was uh, <laughs> carry the one. Uh, I was maybe. Wait a minute, were you born in '79? Yep. Oh, okay. So then I just add 10. So I was 14. Oh, my right. birthday would have been that month, too. So I was 14. What cool. was I doing? I was watching cartoons. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Great minds. 14, we maybe sneaking some, you know, squiggly lines uh, watching things on cable, trying to see oh, naughty I know what bits, you, you know. You know, like, oh, I know you, what know, you, mean. Maybe, you know, well, you know, if I squint, if I squint my eyes, I can see through the fuzz or if I jiggle my eyes back and forth, I can get it in sync with. It wasn't screen. your eyes you were jiggling. <laughs> hey, hey, hey now. Hey. hey. Now. So, yeah, we got enough creepy stuff that's going on in my book, so we don't need to bring it up here. No. Because <laughs> it's all going to come up in my book. Boom, bah. Well, that's a all right. bad segue. So our cover consists of, um, it is actually Car- Carnelian, Carnelian. Oh, words. Words are tough for me. Yeah. Carnelian? We'll call him Carnelian. Carl Carnelian. Yes, that is his name. <laughs> I'm not just making up the Carl part. No, it's, uh, it's Carnelian. Yeah. Car, you know, everybody in here is named after gems. Imagine, gem world. Go figure. So he's riding what 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 appears on the cover to be a like a black and white tiger. But as we go through the book, you will discover... Because here it doesn't really look like a machine, but it's actually supposed to be a machine. It just looks like a, you know, like a weird-looking magical beast. And um, he's basically pouncing. He's on the back of the tiger, and it's pouncing down onto Amethyst, and she's fending it off with, like, a a mystical blast. And there's a little, uh, what is that, like Chris Honeywell running off in the distance, that little green uh, lizard guy at the bottom? Yep, that's exactly what it is. (laughs) He's like, I've seen enough, I'm out of here. Screw this, man. Game over. Game over. (laughs) And... And um, so, the cover price on this is who sixty cents, man. Hmm. Expensive. Oh. Was this was this expensive for the time? I can't remember. Uh, well, this was a mini series. I don't. I'm trying to remember. I remember it was about this eighty three. No, because I think it was just after Crisis. Things went to seventy five. Okay. Just about that time. And then then it was just like you know, bloop, 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 bloop. they just kept seeing just go up and up and up and up. Till they've topped out where they're at right now between 2.99 and 3.99. So, mm. so our cover is by uh, penciler is Ed Hannigan. I don't know if he's related to Allison Hannigan. And mm. Ernie Colon is the inker. You, what do you think of the cover? Uh, it's friggin' metal. I love it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what? It's, it's got like a heavy metal vibe. You mean or? Oh, look at that tiger, man! It's like oh yeah. Rah! It's just, just lasers. And there's a swarthy-looking bad guy riding it. I mean, come on. <laughs> a swarthy-looking bad guy who in the gun is wielding like a 357. 
or something. That's it later in the issue, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that like really threw me. I'm like, what the? And it throws the, the other people for a loop. But I guess we should hop into the story. Let's do and, it. And the story is titled Cat and Mouse. And its writer is Dan Mishkin and Gary Cohn. Artist is Ernie Colon and letter is John Costanza. <laughs> and the color... <laughs> can't stand her, can't stand her, can't stand her. <laughs> Colorist is Thomas J. Zuiko. Zuiko. Boy, I'll tell you, words words are not my forte. I'm, I am a man of few <laughs> okay. words, meaning I can't speak more than a few or pronounce them. And I'm no, sorry your for... synopsis is me say otherwise. <laughs> what? Your synopsis is say otherwise. Oh, well, very You're funny. not a man of... Hey, that's why I'm here. So I will not do a panel by panel recap since I did not do a synopsis. Let's just safe to say that young Amy Winston wakes up at night. Although there's a nice Wonder Woman poster there. Yeah, it's a nice touch. I like so, that too. Uh, she wakes up in the middle of the night and concentrates on the her gemstone necklace she has around her neck, which oddly enough is an amethyst. And with it, <gasps> she is transported to another world. Where she suddenly, oh, she's 13, by the way, and she suddenly ages five years and becomes an 18-year-old in the gem world. So, when she appears in there, there's also waiting for in the darkness is Carnelian. And he does a little quick little with the knife because he's there to, uh, uh, and, and gets rid of her amethyst gemstone around her neck, which makes her powerless. She can no longer wield magic. And he is there to capture him, her, excuse me, for his father, Dark Opal, who is the current ruler of the gem world, because we had found out last issue he had taken over and overthrown her parents. <gasps> and and Citrina, the old lady in yellow, had uh, shuffled her off to Buffalo and hit her on Earth 1 in another dimension. Another dimension. Another dimension. Another dimension. Oh, <laughs> I can't remember what's... So oh, that's uh, the Beastie Boys. Intergalactic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So, he is confronted by two guards where they're like, you know, aha, it is Carnelian, the Red Prince, blah, 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 and he says, you know, back off, or she's a dead woman. Now, bring me to, or bring C Citrina to me. And she enters, and she's kind of seductive looking in her long... Uh, she's not okay, seductive. maybe not. She looks like a Benny <laughs> <Maybe> Gesserit. <not. laughs> I was going to say she looked like Maggie Smith. Uh, uh, so Mag well, see, Maggie Smith's attractive. Come on. Back in the day? Come Back on. in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe nowadays. Well, you know, if, if you're into that. But anyway. And he's like, uh, you, it, basically, he tells C uh, C Citrina, you, you, blah. he says, cast a spell of holding. Is it holding? What is it? I can't read it. It's too small on my screen. Oh, spell, that's what it was. Spell of containment. I knew I should have wrote stuff down, but ah, what's, that's no fun in that. Cast a spell of yeah. containment so that all those within the walls, save him and Amethyst, will be allowed to leave so that no one will be able to follow. See, he wants to be able to make a quick getaway. So she casts a spell and basically turns everybody into trees. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Because their legs are rooted into the concrete. Go figure. Eh. Magic. Magic. It's magic. <laughs> it's not a ghost. It's an illusion. Oh. I was doing Doug Henning. So oh. we cut to Lord, Lord Opal's uh, fortress, oddly enough named Fortress Opal. Mm. Guess he's all into himself. And uh, his little toady, Sardonyx, who failed last issue to capture Amethyst, is basically sweating it out, wondering what's going to happen to him. And, um,. So basically, it's like, 
Alright, I'm going to go talk to the Emissaries of Varn, who are who seem to scare Sardonyx uh, just as much as Dark Opal scares them. And basically he says, I'm going to go talk to them. You wait here in case my son returns with Amethyst. And But Sardonyx really doesn't want uh, Car Carnelian to come back with him because he's afraid he's going to show him up. So now we cut back again to Carnelian. He hops on his tiger, his black and white striped tiger. That you find out is actually a machine, and poof, he's uh, shuffling off to, fo to Fortress Opal. We cut to Earth real quick to where Amy's parents discover that uh, she is gone. And uh, let's see, it's Herb, and what is the wife's name? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, well, anyway, basically they discover she's gone, and the dog's gone too. <gasps> cut to an interlude to where we find out the dog is basically trapped in between worlds. <laughs> Poor Sucks dog. For Sucks for Taffy the dog. Taffy the dog, because uh, when when Amy jumped through her little portal, the dog, you know, being a dog, decides, "Oh, I'm going to jump in too." But then, poof, he got trapped in the in the limbo in between. And Mistress C C bleh, Citrina, Maggie Smith, Maggie Smith <laughs> is trying to do the spell to release everybody, and she can't concentrate because this is her, this, she hears. So she casts a spell, it opens up Limbo, and poof, out comes this beast. And they're all scared of a golden retriever. Bunch of pussies. <laughs> Who could be scared of a golden retriever? And uh, she says, no, I sense this is a creature of Amethyst. Do not harm it. So she does a little magic sprinkle, 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 happy, happy spell. And the dog goes off in the land of uh, judgmental trees. Look at those trees, man. They're judgmental. I know. The, the, trees are, the trees are awesome. <laughs> So, like, you know, what did the dog piss on one of them on the way out or something? And the dog, you know, the trees, like, I mean, these are more ju judgmental than the trees in the Wizard of Oz because those only had one face. These have got faces everywhere, right? You got one tree with three faces on it. One's like down on the ground. I don't know what that's what face that's supposed to be. And then you know, ah, yeah. anyway. So Taffy's traveling, tracking Amethyst while um, she's with Carnellan. Who's getting a little, uh, shall we say, uh, grabby? A little Weinsteiny? A little. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. And he kind of says, uh, "Yeah, I can't do any magic, but what I lack in magic, I make up in machinery. If you know what I mean, baby. Tools. Yeah. And she realizes that what she's is riding is actually machine. In fact, what she's uh, on the saddle she's tied to is actually a gas cap. So I guess this runs on gas." Diesel, gas. unleaded, it runs on gas. So, Carnelian decides he's getting even a little more handsy, and then she's like, uh-oh. But uh, while he's getting handsy, this giant, you know, the snake from the Jungle Book decides to come out of the tree. <laughs> what was the song he said? <laughs> he's got the, me the mesmerizing eyes, like... Trust in know, me. Trust in me, that's it, yes. Yes, and he's like... And then he just opens up his teeth, and Amethyst is like, hey! Whoa! Hey. And, <laughs> and um, Opal, uh, not Opal, he's like, buy the Opal, a forest ravenger. And he takes it out. Actually, the, the, tiger, the tiger takes, takes it, out it out with a swap and then squishes its head with its foot. And then uh, Car Carnelian decides, well, this will teach me to keep my... Um, this will teach me to keep my mind on the task at hand. And Amethyst says, and your grabby paws off me. Yeah. So we cut back to Taffy, who is still sniffing and on the prowl. And she comes upon a pack of uh, wild 
they're man, merciless. I don't really know if they have a name. They have a name. They're just wild dogs, merciless stalkers, you know, something like that. No, they call and, them something else on like yeah, on the next page. Right. So basically, she takes on the um, she takes on the pack leader because there's a whole pack of them. I don't know why the whole pack just didn't attack. They they, eh. they act like there's this whole like dog hierarchy that they can understand each other, and it's one on one combat. You know, da, 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 bark, 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 bark. Roof, 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 roof. So the one leader of the pack vroom, vroom, takes a bite out of taffy. <laughs> See what I did there? Oh, oh yes. How droll. It's a joke you would have heard on Frasia. <laughs> Please. Niles. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Niles. So, basically, Taffy, uh, uh, the pack leader, goes in for the kill. I don't know if Taffy was playing possum or whatever. Well, she and... was ench- enchanted by Citronella or whatever, yeah. Citronella? She was a mosquito candle? She was a mosquito candle? Smells amazing. So, Citronella, little spell helps, and she, Taffy, which I believe is a girl dog, it is. Jumps up and rips out the pack leader's throat. The yes, end. you do. Just like in Roadhouse. <laughs> no, really, that's it. That's the end. We don't know what happens. It's just... <laughs> we cut now back to... Oh, yeah, Herb and Marion. Herb and Marion Winston, who are thinking of calling the police, and then, then they're suddenly like, well, gee, I wonder if this has anything to do with that woman in yellow. Uh, did, wow, did, did she even exist? You know, thinking that... Um, they're thinking that the woman in yellow has come back to take Amy away. So, obviously... Uh, from my what I remember last issue that was Cit- Citronella because that's easier to say yep. that came and dropped off the baby to hide her when after uh, Lord and 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 Lady Am- Amethyst fell to Dark Obol. So back in the Gem World, Citronella has freed everybody, which now suddenly they're just breaking out of rocks and they don't look like trees anymore, and they're on the move, riding some type of kangaroo-looking lizard things. Yeah. And then we get a tracker guy who well, I could just read. You could read his his um, dialogue is like an Aussie. <laughs> yeah, looks, looks like Rakondo like. from GI Joe. Where are the where are the you you could read if you like. Well, the princess's critter passed along here, that's for sure. But there was a pack of slasher beasts on its trail. If they caught it, dot 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 dot. <laughs> he said the dot 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 ellipsis. <laughs> Slasher beasts, that's what they are. Shropshire slasher beasts. <laughs> but as they go along, they find, oh, there's a dead one. Oh, I guess that spell must have worked. So now we're outside uh, Dark Opal's fortral, for, for, fortral. Fortral. Fortress. Fortress. Blah, 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 the Fortral of Solitude. And where um, <laughs> Dark Opal's looking in a mirror. And I can't tell which is more surprised, him or his reflection. Um. Oh, that's Cause tough. Because he's, like, he's like, his reflection is like, wow. Look at my own ass. Look at, look at that ass. Whew. So anyway, um, they decide, okay, well, let's go talk to the uh, to the ambassadors of Varn. And they go into the uh, chamber, the chamber between, uh, here in the chamber between, which is it's like the, um, it exists between worlds. It's like another passageway limbo type deal. And man, there's one freaky look. There's a, some freaky looking dudes in there. Yeah. They don't even have faces. They just have oh, just hoods with like space, like little dots glowing in there. It's just like infinity, man. Yeah, looking into infinity, and he's pointing at a contract, saying, "Look, 
This is your rental agreement for the U-Haul. You didn't bring it back with gas. And you didn't right? take the extra insurance. So I'm going to have to charge you. And Dark Opal's kind of like, uh, or Lord Opal's like, uh, yeah, everything appears to be in order. Hey, Sardanox, buddy, seal the bargain with your blood. <laughs> with my, your blood. <laughs> my blood? Your blood. Now. But if something goes wrong, they will come for me. Exactly. <laughs> He's like, who are you more afraid of, them or me? Do it. So slice, Do slice, it. plip, 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 little blood on the contract. We don't know what he's signing. I'm sure we'll find out later. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, back in the forest, Mr. Gropey Hands is getting a little gropier. <laughs> and this is where we got to pause the book for a second because we talked about this before the show. You got to remember, this is a 13-year-old girl who she ages like five, six years when she comes to Gem World. So should I just read the dialogue? Yes. Ahem. <clears throat> Uh, do you, want I, me, do you want me to be amethyst? Do you want? To... <laughs> okay, you could be. Uh, I'll be. I'll be the female. You could be the male. All right, like we normally do. I mean, oh. whatever. <laughs> and what shall we do in the meantime, princess? Oh, cripe! Not again. That was a mental bubble. Look, Carnelian, I've been good, and my wrists really hurt. Why don't you untie me? I can't go anywhere. I don't even know where we are. A valid point, but remember, any resistance from you will mean your death. Hey, 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 leave me alone. Come on, stop. Dark Opal will neither... Oh, wait, 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 wait. What What will Dark Opal say? Dark Opal will neither know nor care, so long as I bring you to him reasonably intact. Now cease your struggling, or... And I think we'll just stop right there. <clears throat> because all of a sudden... <laughs> Well, because, uh, well, just the whole thing that, you know, yeah. basically, I mean, you know, eh, maybe we're reading it a little, little into this, but it's no. almost like he's threatening to take her virginity. I That's just, exactly you know, what I got out of it. And I'm just like, wow, man, you guys, oof. Okay. All right. The most think precious this, gem of all. I don't think this comic would have flown, flown today. So. I don't know. We have Game of Thrones now. I'd probably get away yeah, with streaming. And when suddenly a starling fury. Really? A golden retriever. Burst from concealment. It's da 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 Taffy. Taffy power. <laughs> and Taffy basically just tags him, knocks the gemstone out of his pocket, and Amethyst is able to grab it and shock the bejesus out of him while Taffy is chewing on his arm. And um, although she doesn't really have a nice, a really smart stance, the way she's holding that. She's got the gemstone o- over her head, like dangling from her fingers, like, aha, see this? Uh, yeah, like, I got it. What are you going to do about Come it? on. <laughs> Put it on your neck, stupid. <laughs> Stop holding it up in the air, waving it like you just don't care. So Cornelian keeps trying to get, get back to his mount to do something, and uh, Taffy basically chomps on his leg, and the... Mechanical Tiger just rips through, the, just, you know, swats the dog out of the way, and Amethyst goes all crazy on him, blasted him, knocks him off. She's then consoling the dog, and Cardellian attacks again, and she's she's holding him back with a, with a, a purple shield, literally, made out of magic, but he's tearing through it with the tiger, and just then, Dark Opal soldiers are appearing, and she thinks, well, there's no way I'm going to get out of this now. And Taffy calls for the cavalry, the rest of the slasher beasts, because now she's the head of the pack, and the slasher beasts attack Dark Opal's troops. And thinking back to when she was on the tiger, and how she was by the gas tank, or what she thought was the gas cap, 
she creates a small flame pow- of flame spell, jumps on top of the of the tiger, and basically shoves a flame down the gas cap while she's on it. Mm-hmm. Kaboom! And it blows the tiger apart. Now you can see where it's actually made out of gears and everything. It's pretty cool looking. Yeah, metal. Um, and <laughs> Cornelian really gets mad, mad and pulls out a uh, three fifty seven Magnum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it starts blasting away, and he actually, because just then, Citronella and company show up, and, uh, she's like, look out, he's got a gun, and they're a like, what? what? Eck! <laughs> and you see two holes in a guy's breastplate, and they're like, Captain? So, yeah, that guy's down. Oh, yes. So, he blows away that guy, hops on, uh, one of the soldiers' mounts that was, t- t- uh, fallen by the slasher beasts, and runs back off to his daddy. Back to your papa. <laughs> And he goes in, and his daddy gives him the back of his hand for failure, and decides if you want something done, you gotta I'll do, do it, it yourself. <laughs> but he's he's like, but he's like, but my hands, Amethyst, will fall, and which mother's Citronella? Wait, Citrina, <laughs> shall help me. Next, a quest, a capture, and a tearful confrontation. Be here. My Citrina. Yeah. Oh man, this was wacky. <laughs> uh, did you follow back the first one? I mean, I I I, I, I did didn't the first one quite 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 a few months ago. Basically, it was just you know her discovering that she is that you know she was shuffled off to the other world to stay protected, and you know that that, that was pr- pretty much it. You know, and as soon as she goes back there, people are trying to kill her and rape her. All right, exactly. Yes, I'm here. I'm older. I jailbait. I'm not jailbait anymore. Yeah. It's kind of kind of a creepy book but um, uh, it's it's fantasy man uh it was not it was not unpleasant to read yeah i had fun reading it some of the art is a little uh i don't know and sometimes it's really good and other times it's just kind of mad yeah it, you can tell when you can tell when uh he wanted to focus on the stuff he was interested in and and that's i i mean that's a problem that pops up all the time with books it's yeah doing you know the one crazy thing in the foreground is sure it's going to be more interesting than the stuff in the background but trying to create a world here man do do you think it's got a touch of i mean to me it looks reminiscent of not as I want to say John Romita Jr., but there not... is there is absolutely a little bit of that or that or, um, the, not the early Romita style, the uh, the newer John Romita yeah, but, style, but like kind of the middle style, not the way he is now, not the way he was when he started, kind of like in the middle, like back in uh, like the two thousands maybe or the nineties, like a little bit of that. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, it's still got its own style. It, yeah, it's definitely its own thing, but it's. It's not. It's not consistent throughout. I mean, but I mean, there's some of the some of the images are great. Like that that metal tiger thing is so. Sweet. Oh, the first time you see it, and it's it? just a monochrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like whoa. Well, it's almost ride. too monochrome because a lot of times there's no you don't see a lot of the body definition. But I guess if you made a machine, I mean, it's. It would just be the paint job. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's really just give. It, yeah, that's really all it is. But I mean, there's kind of a theme between Dark Opal and and this this Metal Tiger. There's kind of a theme of. Uh, yeah, because his face is like got the white lines in it too. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, I I don't even know how to vi- like if you were gonna do that as makeup. I don't know how you'd even visualize it. It's so weird. It's almost like he's 
like somewhere on his body, let's say there's a concentric circles. It starts at yeah, he's button, he's ripped and it goes out pleasure and... all the way around. <laughs> it, it's a, I mean it's a great look for Dark yeah. Opal. He's a, he's a great looking bad guy. He almost looks like the um, when they relaunched Masters of the Universe back in whatever it was 2003 2004. The uh, guy who becomes Bef- Skeletor. He kind of oh yeah like before that. they skinned uh, skinned. Skinned him, I guess. <laughs> yeah, before he lost. Made him a skeleton. Face. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I like the uh, scene where where she blows up the tiger. Even though there's not a lot of like real color. No, it's just it's it's like it. But that's almost like uh, like if it was a big bright flash, it would be kind of washed out like it that. It would you be, think? yeah. Like like you wouldn't be able to. See, it wouldn't be well defined. Like everything is just like a light bluish color. Like the flame was like really bright when it went off. Yeah. And just you know blinded like just bleached out the light. Yeah, I, I was not expecting a gun. But no one expects a gun in a fantasy world. I, I was <laughs> like, like, what? Wait. This, I mean, this book is but, weird, man. But remember, because this guy can't do magic, so he relies on machinery. So he's probably jumping. I mean, it's been a long time since I fully read all this. I mean, but that was an up, Earth gun. <laughs> I mean, well, yes, that is. I mean, it even has etching on the barrel. Like, you know, if if it was like nowadays, you could probably read what it said. If if they wanted to go that that detail, but yeah, that is like that is a definite Earth handgun, and it's so much so that these people don't even know what it is. Yeah, suddenly a guy just has two holes in his breastplate and is like looking down, like ah, ah, ah. you know, and everybody's and off in the distance, you, 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 they've they've got the letters, you know, blam blam, <laughs> and this guy goes, ah, ah, ah. I'm good, I'm coming, Elizabeth, <laughs> the biggest one ever. <laughs> Yeah, and he just takes his gun and hops back on one of them uh, lizard kangaroo things. Yeah, it's uh, it's um, I mean it's it's a, it's straight up fantasy. I mean everything in here is ridiculously yeah it's ridiculously like, it's, overdone. Yeah, you know like, the like Opal like the Fortress. 80s fantasies with uh, what was the one with Lee Horsley with the with the sword that shot the three uh, blades? That was um, sword and uh, sorcerer. Yes. Yeah, that is the one. <laughs> and he shoots the blades. Yeah. <laughs> Richard Mull. Richard Mull. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. We reach, brother. We reach. <laughs> you know, this is and like Hawk the Slayer. <laughs> yep. You know, this is this is like in that vein, that that crazy fa- fantasy. Yeah. Vein, not, With a little bit know. of that early masses of the universe like uh box art feel to mm-hmm. it too for a lot of it. Yeah. I mean that that one where the dog is running through the forest. Now, I gotta admit, the dog is not really drawn that well, or no. else this dog really needs a haircut. It's yeah. It's not well. You know, maybe this artist couldn't do dogs, or maybe he just didn't care because yeah. he wanted to. Draw I don't know because he did the, her... he did the snake really well, and he did kind of the other dogs, but they're fantasy dogs, so you don't have to be accurate, right? I mean, and... the dog really isn't. I mean, in some shots during the fight, it looks more like a dog, but that one where it's running with the trees all around it, you know, with the trees with the faces, like the dog is really the worst thing in the shot. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Everything what, else. There's, well, there's more interesting stuff to draw at that point. Crazy well, there's like there's like a giant iguana. You see the iguana? Like he's yeah. he, he's hard to miss. He he's over there. There's a toad jumping into the into the toadstools. There's trees with all these faces on them. You know, you got the one tree looks like it's missing a hand. Like fuck, somebody cut. Oh, sorry. <laughs> somebody cut off my hand. <laughs> you know, that's why he's so pissed looking. Yeah. <laughs> But it's nice with the guys um, that are uh, grown into the floor back at the castle. Yeah, it was a, a pretty neat visual uh, as well. Although there's a coloring error on page 8, top panel, when um, 
when the dog first comes through and she says, oh, I sense this is a creature of Amethyst. You look at the guy that's next to her with the sword. Yeah. His face is gray, but his arms are white. Yeah. And in the previous panels, he's been uh, gray. Yep. His whole body, so it was a little bit of an error there. Yeah, what are you going to do? Can't catch them. Can't catch them all. Like Pokemon. Pokemon! I wonder what kind of Pokemon would be in this world. I don't know, man. I catch you, Mechanical Tiger. (laughs) That would be the only one I'd want. (laughs) I got a dark opal. He's got that weird brooch, like, like on page. Uh, notice the brooch on his thing on 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 page five. Is that like a mood brooch? It looks like it's his face on the brooch. Like I wonder if it changes. You know, like when it smiles. Like when he smiles, it smiles. Ah, it's possible. It's my mood brooch. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's always faces on everything in here. Even yeah. when the dog is leaving the castle. Yep. There's like a face looking down on it. It's like, is everything in here? Is this like a Disney, like a perverted Disney world? You know where everything's anthropomorphic and it's you know what it's uh, when you're doing but it's creepy because you know you're like in the bathroom doing your thing and you know you got like what you're not going to wash your hands (laughs) you got this like look in fact what is it page page 15 bottom panel there's a face above the door (laughs) there's faces so there's got to be a face above the mirror just like you said where it's like everything in this world judges you Really? Really? You're not going to flush twice on that? Really? A courtesy flush? Come on, man. Oh, oof. Wow. What did you eat? Oh, wait. I'll ask the I'll ask the face on the table what you ate. They'll tell me. It was, it was, here you go, free reign, design your own fantasy world. I want to draw faces everywhere. Faces everywhere. Went on the cutlery. I can imagine that if you got it, like, on the end of the spoon. Oh, God. Come on. I'm trying to eat. <laughs> Uh, yeah, even Opal Fortress is basically Castle Grayskull mixed with Swamp Thing. That's what it looks like. Yeah, and what does it look like? A giant face. Yeah, Castle Grayskull, exactly. And then when they're down in the dungeon, like on the last page, what do we got on every wall back there? Faces. Big giant faces. What is this? Krypton? Guilty. 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 (laughs) You will bow down me before me, Cornella. Hey, you and Citronella. <laughs> now, for the for the best bitch face award, has to go panel uh, page twenty, the top panel when Amethyst gets mad when the dog gets hurt. Yes. Whew. Uh, I mean, that her is... eyebrows arch up, her mouth is just. Uh, she's like just she's got that so intense. We're not even gonna draw her 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 hands, her, her arms. We're just gonna draw her hands like they're popping out in three D. Her hands coming out of her hair, and she does not look eighteen anymore. She looks like she's about forty, and she had a hard life. Yeah, <laughs> and then she blasts the tiger in the next panel. She's like, "Oh, Taffy, are you okay?" Wait, she's basically turned into Buffalo Bill. Then don't you hurt my dog. <laughs> it puts the gas in the tiger and gets the hose again. Citronella, <laughs> oh, is she a big yellow person? <laughs> hey, after the Ernie Chan jokes you made, she probably shouldn't be going there. <laughs> oh, I didn't think of that. <laughs> she doesn't look... Well, never mind. <laughs> you said yellow person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel free well, to She wears yellow. She wears yellow. Oh, that's true. Jeez. Well, hence the name, Citronial. That's why this franchise will never be put into a movie. No one's going to want to say these character names. It'll be people like me that can't pronounce. 
what's kind of weird is that in Castle Amethyst, it looks like they're all wearing Nazi helmets. Yeah. Well, it's a great design. I, I mean, they, but, but, you but instantly know that it's an army with that helmet. But Dark oh, Opal's guys wear the same helmets. Kind of. Well, it's oh, yeah, maybe they're a little you're different. You're not going to... Look. I guess they the, didn't have a the lot helmets of... the helmets of the world. The, 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 the only difference they have is that their German helmets have uh, a big lizard on the top. And the other guys well, don't. There you go. You know, so that's how you... Oh, it's a guy with a lizard helmet. Kill him. We got a lizard cap over here. I've got a German helmet with wings on it. I'm good. <laughs> they're bad. Yeah, they've got like mercury wings on them. And the guys with the other ones are bad. There you go. So... Uh, I guess we should rate this. Uh, cover. I like the cover. I do like the cover as well. Yeah, it's got. I like the color. I, it's. It pops. It would stand out yeah. on the rack. Yes. Yeah. More. More so than what I remember from the first issue. Um. The, I like this color a lot. Uh, this cover a lot. I mean, it's even got different, different little. I mean, when you're saying it pops with color, it's got with their little magical blasts. Yep. It's got like all these different little pops and pins of light coming off of it, like like lens flare without a lens, kind of, but not quite so bright. And it's a nice little touch with the little green guy, like I am out of here. Out. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I think for the cover, I'm gonna give it like a, I'm gonna give it like a B plus. Um, I'll, I'm gonna go just a little bit lower than that. I, I'm gonna go solid B. Um, okay. Yeah, it's uh, it would it it would definitely catch my eye on the rack, and so mm-hmm. would a rack on the cover. So, so I'm gonna the interior art, man. Some pages, like the first page, the first page really looks good, even where the first time you see uh the prince and he's holding up a dagger and the glint at the top of the dagger is in the same position as one of his eyes. He's holding like half of his face is in shadow. Yeah. And he's, and it's just, it's really, and, and, and where she steps through and she changes where she's now the adult uh, version of herself. That is a really like, I got no complaints with any of the art there, but then from there, it just goes up and down, up and down. Detailed, yeah. not detailed. It's just, doesn't maintain the level. I mean, we get really detailed ones to where Sardonyx is 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 back with uh, with Dark Opal, and if they show like the sweat on his face, you know he's all he's really sweating it, literally, you know, worried about his life, and, you know. And there's there's like little details like 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 that, and the shot back with Amy's parents or her adopted parents or whoever they are, you know, with where he's still got the shaving cream on his face, and then they got a close up of the mom with a tear coming out of her eye, and the face is just so detailed. But then 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 we. Then we jump to the shitty pictures of the dog. Yeah. And it's like, I maybe just can't draw dogs. I don't know. Yeah, and, and characters don't stay on model uh, either. No. It's, stay it's, on model. Stay on model. <laughs> Not for this artist. It's it's very inconsistent. I mean, but overall, I still like it. I still, like, the story flows pretty good. It's, I mean, some of the scenes, if you, if you, you squint and just, you know, kind of hide the detail or lack of detail... It is visually interesting, but that being said, I still got to give this like a C, maybe hovering between a C minus and a C for the art. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna be uh, off off of where you are either. There, there's, I mean, the coloring in it's great, um, but mm-hmm. the art, the line work itself, 
because of the inconsistencies, even with all the amazing fantasy stuff it is showing, you know, when the when he decides to focus on that and it's like, I want to draw this cool thing. It's awesome. But yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to go higher than a C minus on this either. And, and, and I mean, that's probably a little too harsh because there's certainly much worse looking books out there. But the inconsistencies and in the, in the characters being off model so much is really bad. Yeah. And now the story, I, I like the fantasy realm. I like the introduction of the technology. Um, it's a little creepy. Yep. But I'm not going to. And, and, and I think Paul and I might have touched on that the last time when we covered one of these. But it wasn't this blatant. You know, we didn't have this rapey scene in here. But I'm not going to, I mean, I, I might just knock it down a hair for that. But back then, I mean, it's, I guess it was judged a little bit more in, innocent. Like, maybe we're just reading into it because we have years well, of... Well, you know uh, what? It, well, I mean, think about it this way. Think of, like, most fantasy characters that are in comics. It's true. usually a, yeah. a young boy turning into a man. So nobody ever thinks... The other way around. Yeah. The other way around. You're just so used to writing it one way, It's you probably just don't even think, you know? Like, because Billy, if Billy Batson was, if some woman was like, oh, Captain Marvel, you're so handsome, and was like, you know, grabbing his shoulders, he'd be like, ah, oh, shucks, and like, blushing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or like in like in the heavy metal movie, when the, the kid gets transported <laughs> with John Candy's voice. Yes. And he gets tra- transported to the other world, and he becomes a hero, and he's stooping it to to the, yep. the queen and all, all the other women there. Yeah. Well, uh, what was his name? Was it Den. Dar? Den. Den? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I I love heavy metal the movie, but the the best part of that movie there's a throwaway line when when the the really fey prince and the uh, the evil woman who's like naked the whole time are fighting over the uh, the Lochnar on the oh staff. he's like give me that you yeah, bitch you silly bitch give me that Loch <laughs> it's a throwaway line it makes me crack oh. up every time yeah I haven't watched it's that in a long Lochnar. time but I I often think I so. Every now and then, I'll uh, use the lines like, I'll be like, you know, hand over fist, paging hand over fist. And people are just like, what? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Stern! <laughs> what? <laughs> the creepiest one was the, the airplane. That's, yeah, the, B, the B-22 bomber sequence. Yeah. 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 Oh, and then he crashes on the on the island with all the all the, z- the zombie pilots and, yep. and, and dead soldiers. And the narrator overall of the whole movie. It's just creepy. Yeah. Uh, but, all right, so I guess... Uh, good Zybor, man. Oh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sucking up the cocaine. Whoa! Man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. A robot. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, so, it, uh, the story rating. So, story, story, yeah, that that's where it was. Um, I, I think I'm going to give the story... I'm, I'm going to give it a B. Maybe a B+. Plus. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I, again, I'm pretty harsh. I'm going to go a little bit lower. I'm going to go B minus, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's just on that cusp of, do I want to get the next issue or not? So, so I think overall I'm, I'm looking at about a B. Uh, I guess overall. that would put me at about a, it's going to be a low B minus for me then I think overall then. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, there, there we have it. And there you have it. All right. And now on to our next book. Oh, all right. Get ready. Cause we are jumping into sleepwalker number seven this was cover dated december of 1991 but it was on sale october of 1991 thank you to mike's amazing world uh so i could get all that information the cover price was only one dollar 
Wanda. No. So, uh, like an eight year difference, we jumped up 40, 40 cents. cents. Yeah. Maybe that's not bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the story is titled The Ties That Bind. The writer, as it's been for every issue so far, was Bob Budiansky. The penciler is Brett Blevins. The inker was Michael Baer. The letterer was Richard Starkings. And the colorist was Mary Javins. And. If you remember from the last issue of Sleepwalker, uh, Rick suddenly disappeared. Oh, wait. Do I have to talk about the cover, don't I? That's usually... Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, he's basically in chains. He's in chains, uh, and there's uh, four faces behind him. Um, yeah, and it's got its own custom uh, corner box, too, which is... At the mercy of the chain gang. And in the top corner, an Infinity Gauntlet crossover. So keep in mind, people, we're in crossover ka-ching, territory. Ka-ching, ka-ching, money, ka-ching. money, 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 money. Okay. So the last issue of Sleepwalker, Rick uh, Sheridan suddenly disappeared. Just poof. He's gone, man. He's gone. And uh, we pick up not long after that. So we have our splash page where we've seen that um, in the last couple of issues, Sleepwalker's been hitting that HGH, son. That juice. He's, he's on that juice grind. Um Cause yeah, come on. He I'm is a sleepwalker. Yeah, yeah come on. Check out my, uh, my pectorals and my abs. I'm pretty buff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pump you up <laughs> from the mindscape. Um, yeah, so uh, the 90s-ification of this character is, is already well underway. Um, but we see him walking Rick Sheridan's dog, Rambo, and he's uh, just going down about his business because uh, he's like, well, since Rick disappeared, you know, I've just got to try to do what needs to be done. And some people in the street stop him and call him a monster. And he's like, I do not know you people. Why are you accosting me? So he gets the heck out of there with Rambo, the dog, and they go back to Rick's uh, apartment. And all of a sudden, Rick's parents come in, and they start beating up on him. They're like, what did you do to our son? And he's like, I didn't do oh, anything. Oh, no, wait a minute. So, wait a minute, because this takes place right after yeah. Infinity Gauntlet 1. Didn't right Thanos after, make Right after third... Thanos, like, nuked half the world. Yeah, didn't he make a third of the population of the universe disappear? Yes. Ah, okay, so that's where everybody... That's, that's where, where Rick went. Off. Thanos, okay. Thanos, Thanos. Poof. Dead, man. He's dead, Jim. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, Rick's folks aren't too happy. And they start hitting him, and Rick, uh, and Sleepwalker uses his uh, his warp power from his eyes to uh, keep uh, Rick's mother from hurting herself and him. And he says, look, I don't know what happened to your son, but I'm not going to rest until I find him, and he flies away. Now we cut to upstate New York. <coughs> By where Chris Honeywell lives, right? And Scott McGregor. And uh, we see that four convicts are all working on a chain gang. And uh, it's clear that there's uh, they're you know they're pretty swarthy. They're not happy to be there. And uh, you know the heavyset white guy clearly doesn't like the black guy. And uh, there's also a little weaselly guy. And then we've got the calm-headed, uh, mustachioed uh, Hispanic member of the chain gang. And he's trying to keep everybody in check. Now, <clears throat> what's been going on in New York and? the Marvel Universe since the stuff happened in Infinity Gauntlet is that uh, there's also been crazy earthquakes and stuff going on in New York. So these guys on the chain gang, they're working, and then there's one of those little earthquakes. So they take that as their time to escape. And they uh, beat the guards up. They're still all chained, and they run like the Dickens. And they find a uh, a lab, which is uh, Intertech, Advanced Energy Delivery Systems. They break their way in because they want to get the chains off of them. And they see something that looks like a power drill. Um, it's not a power drill. So they flip the switch on this 
on this power drill, non-power drill, while there's another earthquake. And the four of them all get zapped. And uh, they all, <clears throat> of course, since it's comics, they all get powers. <clears throat> so uh, these four guys, they, uh, they will call themselves the Chain Gang, and it doesn't matter what their real names are, their secret identities. Um, we, uh, we find out that uh, the guy that they're going to call Master Link is super strong. The guy that is called Missing Link can teleport. The guy that they're going to call Weak Link can suck the life out of people. And the guy that they call Uplink uh, can basically, like, hear and detect uh, media and different... He's basically just like a receiver. Um, he can receive information. So uh, the cops end up getting the jump on them. But they do manage to get away with their powers. And uh, that goes back to the old machismo there where they want to uh, take the uh, chains off and start beating up on each other and uh come to find out that oh whoops because it's a comic book you only are going to have those powers if you stay shackled together all four of you at the same time which which honestly like when you think about it that is a great hook for a bad guy (laughs) like it's so good (laughs) i love it so we now we cut back to brooklyn where Sleepwalker is surveying the damage of all these uh tumblers tumblers uh you know uh that are going on he sees people just he's like this earth does not look like what it used to before i don't know what's going on but i want to help as many people as i can so he's doing the old the whole thing he's saving babies falling out of buildings and stopping save my baby i'll save your baby (laughs) save my stove save my horse i'll save your horse (laughs) that was a simpsons me That was, oh, I was doing right. That was right, right. That was Ren and Stimpy, wasn't it? Oh, I was doing Jose Canseco from The Simpsons. Oh, I was doing Ren. I'll save your baby, ma'am. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So Sleepwalk is doing the hero thing um, in the aftermath of the Infinity Gauntlet. But all of a sudden, the astral form of the Earth Sorcerer Supreme, Stephen Strange, comes to him and lets him know that he's trying to recruit heroes. And even though he has not met this person, he can tell that from his acts that he would be a valuable ally um, in the wake of what's been going on with uh, Thanos' Thanos's use of the Infinity Gauntlet. And uh, kind of gives him the skinny. And Sleepwalker is like, oh, but I want to help people, but uh, you know, I guess whatever's going on is affecting me too. So he heads off to uh, fight with Darkhawk and, uh, and uh, Deathlock. Darkhawk and Deathlock, oh, geez. Um, we even get, uh, I mean, who else is in there? Aisha. Moon she, Knight. Moon yeah, Knight, she, yeah. Her. Her, yeah. Um, all just sorts of weird. They're fighting, like, giant plant growth that's coming out of the ground. It basically looks like Krakoa from Giant Size X-Men number one. Um, so Sleepwalker helps the other heroes, and uh, he starts to feel really, really faint. You know, he's like, I, I haven't been able to, to rest you know, because we remember every time that Rick's awake, Sleepwalker's stuck in his head, and that's really where he, you know, he's able to, to rest up. So <clears throat> now we have to have our two stories collide. So the chain gang have uh, taken the police car of the guys that tracked him down outside the Intertech building, and they decide to go, you know, do what they do. You know, they they pull a they pull a a, a William Duke from Commando and drive a, a car right through a, a window. The price, price. yes. Uh, where then they start using their their code names that they came up with, and they're robbing this bank. Then they get out, and of course they cross paths with Sleepwalker. Sleepwalker sees them driving all crazy, and he's like, "I gotta stop these guys because they're the biggest threat right now." He manages to stop them. 
Um, Master Link uh, is able to put kind of a herd on Sleepwalker. He slugs him real good because he's the super strong one. And uh, Sleepwalker is, again, like, I got no power. You know, I don't know what's going on with me. But, of course, in classic supervillain style, they make the mistake of saying what their weakness is, which is as long as we're connected by these chains, you won't be able to stop us. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, so the battle continues on. Sleepwalker manages to uh, hold his own. And because of all the wackiness from the Infinity Gauntlet, there's portals opening up all over the Marvel Universe. One of the portals that opens up during this fight is one to the Mindscape, which is Sleepwalker's home dimension. So he takes the chain gang, grabs them, whips them into the Mindscape, follows through, and there he has all the power. And he starts to feel recharged because he's back home. Here I burst with life. And uh, it's not long for him to box all the chain gang up with his warp vision while uh, commenting on how much he misses his home and how pretty it is. However, Rick is still not back, and the portal is closing, and there's more people that he needs to help. So he bails from the Mindscape, and he is unable to save a last group of people that he promised he was going to save from uh, falling off a crumbling building. And now, (laughs) the kicker (laughs) for this issue. Um, We basically get a half-page epilogue because this is a crossover Mm. saying that uh nebula was able to stop thanos and and revert everything's back revert everything back to normal so rick sheridan's back sleepwalker has no memory of the chain gang or anything about the infinity gauntlet and uh our little teaser uh our little little uh you know a little uh, fun little bit at the end. Four upstate prisoners mysteriously disappear is the newspaper headline. Cool, because they were in, they were in the mindscape when everything got reverted. So yeah. uh, there you go. This is not the last crossover that Sleepwalker do will we, be a part of. Do we uh, do we see the the chain gang again? We do see the chain gang again. I believe they come is back. Is it in Sleepwalker? More, it is in Sleepwalker. I believe they come back uh, one oh, more time. Oh, because he's probably got to let them out of the mindscape, right? Um, I believe it's Infinity Crusade during that crossover. Oh, wow. Wow, yeah. it's going to go through war? Because isn't Crusade... The- oh, maybe Infinity War, yeah. Oh. Yeah, whatever the next big Infinity crossover is, I believe that's when they come back. But next night of the living Deathlock. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, oh, man. It's been, a, it's been a wild ride through seven issues with this character already. We've had guest stars almost every issue. Mm-hmm. Now they having to do crossovers from major events. Really what you want to have yeah, your, your new character really be doing, right? I bet Bob, Mr. Budiansky was kind of like, what? You know, uh, I think I think he was a team player. He tried to make it work. Like, this really, in terms of... It didn't of dominate it. It, it, it. I mean, well, I mean, guess, I think, what do you think? It takes up about half of the story, maybe a third of the story. Really? Well, I mean, it's not like, at least they planted the seeds of it in the last issue with Rick disappearing. So well, at least, yeah. so at least editorial, there was some synergy going on. You know, I'm Brudiansky was probably like, if I got to play ball, then I'm going to make it work for me. Right. You know, um, which they do. You know, it's it, it, yeah. Is it one of those? You know, everything gets reversed at the end. Sure, but I mean, that's the nature of the Infinity Stones. What are you going to do? Um, mm-hmm. But that Easter, that little nugget it leaves at the end, where the chain gang is still out there and they've avoided the uh, the reversal. Is a uh, is pretty nifty because when they come back, Sleepwalker doesn't know who the hell they are. They remember mm. him, so that makes it interesting. Um, but it's uh... I remember you. Oh God, don't get Sorry. me going here because I don't want to be blowing out your eardrums <laughs> doing Sebastian Bach. 
um yeah uh so i mean you guys have been following along with me on this and it's it's frustrating with this book because there's a lot of potential in it but then it also gets hampered by some of the stuff that editorial had to dictate um but i mean it's rereading it for the show um i'm never i'm never not entertained so far re you know rereading it and i mean these books are almost 30 years old now so it's i don't know what what do you think uh I, why it, i'm kind of thrown off i mean with the whole so you think they pumped up sleepwalker because of uh the 90s i well like I mean, why did he like like prior, prior to this but I remember he was like a he was He's like a skinny runt guy. Real gangly. He looked really alien. But I, I mean, yeah. I think I may and maybe it was Brett Blevins preferred way to draw him. I don't know. But because Brett Blevins was on the original issues, too. Mm-hmm. So I don't well, know. He's here still. Yeah, he still is. But it's just one of those things you can see him getting like they kept his legs relatively gangly. I mean, they're a little more tone, but his upper body, I mean, it makes him look so top heavy. Like, I don't know. It makes him look I mean, like almost comical. I mean, he's really top heavy. Yeah, it, it and it's. I mean, I, I guess you know, I it, that's kind of. I mean, I guess that was the market, though. You know, and, and it's one of those things yeah. that you know, do you do we change the look of the character? Or does the book get canceled? You know, and right. I and well, I, I mean, I think Budiansky just wanted to tell his stories. Right. I mean, and it sucks that he kind of got. I mean, this this issue, other than setting up the chain gang, I guess for later, it's the whole issue's like. It's a dream. Nothing really happened. I mean, you still with, with the way. I mean, yeah, unfortunately, and it's. I mean, that's the nature of the crossover. I mean, it's the nature of this crossover with this storyline. Mm-hmm. And I guess if if you're gonna have Sleepwalker be in the Marvel universe, it's not like you could put him in this pocket where the Infinity Gauntlet wasn't going to affect him, right? Or it didn't happen. Well, although nowadays that doesn't matter. Oh. They have events going on. At no, 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 I mean, that's what you got to say. At least back at, at this point, still in the 90s, there was a cohesive, still somewhat of a cohesive overall, you, you know, universe that things were affected and where it was like usually. Well, I'm trying to think of what. Title wide. At this time. Yeah. At this time, though, like what superstar writer or artist would have been able to say, no, I'm not having anything to do with your crossover. Yeah. Probably yeah. nobody from the big two, no. even even no matter how, you know, how much prestige they had. So it's it's just one of those things, and it's it's just a shame that this book had to kind of roll around in the midst of all of the '90s becoming the '90s. Was McFarlane was that prior to this? Uh, he, he would have still been. Was he writing Spider-Man? He would have been on. Yeah, he would have been on '91. He would have still been on Spider-Man. Amazing, not on um, not on the adjective list because that was '91, right? No, I no, I thought it was before this because I remember buying it when I was stationed in Virginia. Well, I got right Mike. I got Mike's away. Amazing world open. Let me uh for the month find it. I'm going to go to Spider Man. No adjective. Spider Man. Spider Man. Oh, of course it pulls up. Of course it pulls up all of them. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Come on. Look out. Here comes a Spider-Man. I like Iron Man. Iron Man does whatever an iron can. Press his pants and he sighs. Puts your pleats in on your thighs. Look out. Here comes I'm. I have never heard that. I don't know. I might have just made it up. I don't know. Well, that does pretty good. Uh, Spider-Man. Oh, you were right, Bill. Spider-Man number one dropped in 1990. Hmm. Okay. 
So he would have been on his own book by now. I don't remember if there was a crossover for that in here. Uh, when was that? Ninety-one. I mean, I mean, I mean, for the gauntlet in in his, yeah. Um, let's see what. Uh, let's see what. Because that's when they were starting to get into the the arcs. Because the first one was the. Oh uh, no! I just randomly oh. clicked on an issue number seventeen, and there's Spider-Man in the hands of Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, okay. So, I guess even Almighty Mister McFarlane was not immune. Bow to the Marvel gods. <laughs> How did Thanos bow to me? Would it, would a dark side get the gauntlet? I was trying to do Shao Kahn from the end of the Mortal Kombat movie, but Mortal Kombat fight fatality. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, metal hero wins flawless victory. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't Which know. is pretty much what uh, Sleepwalker has over these guys. He puts them into a box. What's in a box? <laughs> Literally chain? puts them into the a box. The church gang? <laughs> he just chains, he just boxes them up like little Christmas presents. And when you think about it, it's like, he's not even imprisoning them on their own world. He's leaving them in a totally alien dimension. <laughs> in a box. They turn them into boxes. Yeah. And they're just sitting there. Yeah, well. And I imagine these guys are going to be pissed when they get out. You, you, you think? I guess we'll have to see. Eventually. Well, eventually, once we get to milk crossovers, okay. have to have you around more often so we can get these things going. Oh no, I want to milk this. I want to be able to do this for like the next five, six, seven, eight years. <laughs> Can't be burning through all these. Come on, that's true. You won't be inviting me back after that. I'll always invite you back. You know that. All right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's like thirty something issues, isn't there? There is, and a holiday special, and then he did. Oh boy. Then he does pop up later on in other issues of other other books. So, yeah, I've got I got a plan. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's it's not it. There's not a lot of story in this one. I mean, that's why I, without a synopsis, I was able to breeze through and give a sentence for each page. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's um, I don't know. I guess I guess we just uh, I mean, unless you get any other fun little tidbits to add, I you know, I, I guess we can. Well, I mean, was this like were they trying to go? I, I'm just curious, like, were they trying to go for a poor man's wrecking crew? type vibe because it's a four-man group that's possible but what i liked about budiansky's early villains on this is they felt like like classic marvel villains they felt like stan lee era you know marvel age villains like like they had kind of well i was going to say real origins or they still had yeah but they were still like regular people Mm-hmm. Eight ball is just a guy who's like a really good with that cue ball thing, and he's rich and you know, he's smart and he wants to be rich. There you go, and he dresses all of his guys up in gimmicky outfits. Great. Oh, I know what I wanted to ask you, and I I thought about it earlier. What's going on with the Sleepwalker movie that you met those guys? Uh, I spoke to those guys. They finished their uh, their filming, um, and again, because they, they filmed that in Tampa, didn't they? Uh, from what I remember. Somewhere in Florida. Um, I, I I've been in contact with them a little bit. I, I said as soon as you guys are, are are ready to get you know some more some more time and and talk some more, just let me know. Um, I mean those guys. I mean they work though, like uh, Josh and. And and uh, Scott is it Scott? I can't remember. Oh my God, they're gonna kill me if they hear this. Because we're they uh they they I mean they work. Oh, that's right. Because I found a, a flyer. Yep. I found the a uh, flyer at the Tampa Comic Con. Yeah, and you told me about it. And I gave it to you, and you actually contacted them. Oh yeah, I just, I and... jumped right on that. Um, 
Yeah, they they film they finished their filming. Um, but what those guys generally do is they do post production, they do visual effects and stuff. So, um, and that's I mean they're doing this as a labor of love. So I don't I don't think they're getting paid for it. Um, so and they've got families and stuff. So are they? Uh, is Marvel gonna like? put the hammer on them like i don't think you can't so do this or i it, i'm sure if they're releasing it for free online probably not um and again it's it's sleepwalker no one's gonna marvel i i mean i would love to see him show up in the mcu and there's nowadays they with, with some characters that they've shown there's no reason for them not to um but uh i mean they I mean they they met with budiansky and got his blessing so um <laughs> you know I don't I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to ask the next time I, I talk to them in depth. I'll uh, I'll ask if they've had any uh, pushback from from any corporate entities, because now it's not Marvel. It's going to be Disney that they're going to have to deal with. Oh, yeah, that's so, right, because this was prior to the uh... I mean, unless unless Budiansky has some weird thing where you got to retain character rights or something. But I don't know. So yeah. I just looked uh, real quick. The only thing I found so far is just the. The trailer they had. They have a very short um, teaser, and they got some behind-the-scenes stuff. Oh, they do have a page. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like New York, but I think from like some of the scenes that I had... They definitely filmed in some, Florida. Yeah, because I, cause I, I thought I recognized it as being in Tampa. So. Yeah, I don't really know my... Uh, uh... Well, I only know because I drive around there enough. <laughs> like, I, you know, I could probably point out a few cities, but, you know, not... But definitely Tampa. Okay. So... Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be getting more information as soon as I can about that. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. Well, they're you know always welcome to come on the show too. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely be. I mean, uh, or you could just do do your own show with them, or we can cover a comic with them, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's however a, it works out. Anything anything is out there. Anything, who knows? Yeah. You should get you, you should get the you guys should be doing something with cast protection and get those guys. <laughs> what, what for back to the bins or? Oh no, just 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 for your show for the cast protection show. Uh well we got we got the what do we this stuff coming? We, oh, okay, we're, okay. we're gonna be doing fun stuff. Fun stuff. I watched that after show that they had. I've been avoiding that because I don't want to be Oof. tainted by anything. So until we well, finish the the recaps, I'm not. Oh okay. I'm not gonna watch that. So. I was just kind of like. I don't, and honestly, like, I don't... I think they taped them, like, back to back to back to back. I'm sure they did. They probably only had people for a certain amount of time. It's like, sit down, yeah. go. Um, yeah, yeah, but it's, I, I kind of just want to let my rewatch and, and recap and discussion with those guys just sort of wash over me, and then, you know, then I'll start diving into more back matter, so, yeah. yeah. But now we're going far afield, so we probably whoop, should... Whoop, whoop. Rate it? Rate it. All right, so I guess we got to start with the cover. And the cover for this one uh, is, I mean, you know, it's a sleepwalker issue, right? Um, it's um, it's not, it, it, surprisingly, the interior art on this one is, is actually a little bit more detailed than this cover, which is surprising. Um, but it's, it, it's a decent cover. Um, you know, it's, it's slightly reminiscent of every other comic book character you've seen chained up ever. Um and Sleepwalker still has the kind of spindlier, le- long spindlier legs on this. Uh, the face is is decent. He looks like he's you know struggling. The four faces in the background, though, because of the trade dress, the corner box, and where Sleepwalker is situated in not quite the middle of the page, they kind of get obscured. So you're losing like half of what their images are. So mm-hmm. you got to knock a few points off for that. The corner box is nice, though. Um, the coloring is, uh, I mean, it makes a pop when you've got 
you know, puke green background with, with red trade dress, it's going to pop. And uh, Sleepwalker himself is, is colored relatively well. Um, but it's... <sighs> well, do you think of the... Well, one, the bottom guy looks like he's cross-eyed because of where yeah. Sleepwalker's in the middle of his eyes. Yeah, he's right on the do bridge you, of his nose, do yeah. Do you think if they had... I think if they had made the figure of Sleepwalker smaller which you'd think you would and yeah give their faces more definition yeah because you can only see one of the like the two guys on the left and the right you can see you can only bit. see one of their eyes i mean it's yeah they're and then yeah, yeah it's almost and then the like guy at the top you can't walk. see it all right he's covered by everything like if they had just maybe shrunk him like half the size he is but then he wouldn't be prominent on on the cover. No. But you still know it's a Sleepwalker book. So. Yeah, but the other thing is, I mean, if you're trying to imply that these guys are so bad and they're chaining them up, why wouldn't you have made their faces bigger and, and diminished him as a figure on, right. on the cover? Right. I mean, then thematically it plays with what the the thing you're trying to say is. Um, so yeah. Although the corner box is cool with the chain across his face. Yeah. The uh, yeah. I mean, back when Marvel still did fun stuff with the corner boxes. Um, mm-hmm. I do miss that. Um, yeah, but it's it's it is not an iconic cover by any stretch of the imagination, uh, and it's not the worst cover ever either. It's better than putting him on the cover and then just putting a blank background, right? I mean, it it would have been easy. To, yeah. There he's in chains. Goodbye, boom. Um, but it's I mean, you, you look at it and you, I mean, you really can't. You couldn't give it any more than, than an average. It, it's a C. It's a C cover, and yeah. I, I mean, it's not the worst thing ever. Uh, but it's not it's not something you'd want to put on your wall either. No, maybe just if well, I, mm. like if you had them without the faces, maybe just like a poster image. But nah, yeah, nah, I wouldn't want it on the wall. Yeah, even yeah, even if you if you made all that behind them negative space, it, yeah, and then it, then it would be it might be cleaner, but it doesn't really tell me anything. You know, I, I understand mm-hmm. what the intention was, but the execution was poor. You are failing. Yeah. Mediocre. Um, yeah, so it gets it, the cover gets a C from me. Uh, I will I will agree. All right. Well, that was easy. So I guess we'll talk about the interior art. And um, I actually really like the interior art in this one, even though they've buffed up Sleepwalker quite a bit. Um, it seems like it seems like Brett Blevins. In the past, he's done the same thing that we were talking about on the Amethyst book, where you just you find the stuff that you find interesting, and you kind of just detail the hell out of that, and everything else be damned. Like the Rambo right there on the splash page, that's a dog. You could tell that's a dog. Yeah, that's a good yeah. looking dog. Uh, Sleepwalker is is definitely he's a little puffy, uh, but like the background characters, they all have expressions. Sleepwalker's detail on his face in this one. There's really no panels where you're like, "Ooh, he really didn't try there." Like he's detailed and he's got emotion. Um, when they play him in shadow, it looks nice in this one too. Um, and uh, I mean, you know, the the bad guys they look like bad guys. They all look different. None of them look the same. There's no sameness on the faces in uh, in this. Uh, so I yeah, mean, but the one guy, the one bad guy, I can't remember which link he is. Uh, is he Master Link? Master Link's the the, uh, the African American guy. Yeah, I he, the way he drew him the first time you see him full face, he looks like a Simpsons character where his mouth is face shaped. It's a yeah, that's it's it's, it's a little over exaggerated. But, but every I'll, face, every face he makes is over exaggerated. I don't think he there's not a panel where he doesn't yeah, he's have gritting his teeth that's, and grot, look like he's that's yeah, his, that's okay. his his. His average is, I'm angry. So, <laughs> there you go. Um, but, uh, you know, the uh, the the fight scenes in it are, are done well. 
um, there's really not a lot of cheating on the backgrounds. They don't um, they don't just use the old negative space, you know, black or white uh, to do that. Um, there's not like a, a full two plate page splash in this, but there's some like half splashes with uh, you know with some more panels on it, and they and you know there's some interesting panel designs too, where it's not all just like you know it's not the you know the nine by three grid you know they they play with some of the framing and stuff and uh every actually everything looks pretty good in this one um maybe a little bit of a cheat with dr strange's spectral form um but again it's spectral form but his face looks great um Mm -hmm. the representations of the other marvel characters yeah i mean you can easily pick out who they are um yeah back backgrounds are good the fight scenes are good sleepwalker looks real good in this if you don't mind the 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 juiciness of his of his buff physique um (laughs) but it's uh i really do think the art in this one is is it's probably some of the best looking art so far in the book um just because overall panel to panel uh and maybe that's because it was a crossover maybe they knew there was going to be a lot of eyes on it i don't know uh but everything really just pops on this one and uh, I don't feel cheated out of any of the any of the artwork. Uh, I think it, I think it looks really good. Um, and again, it's not. I mean, it's it's not John Byrne and it's not you know George Perez or anybody like that. But for what we've gotten so far in the book, I I really do enjoy it. I, I I'm going to give this the art the interior art on this. I'm going to give a, a, a solid B. Yeah, uh, I'll go with that. I like when they go to the mindscape, the kind of like a Steve Ditko ness. Yeah, kind of right from the beginning. Anytime they've played around in there, you definitely get that that trippy '60s Marvel vibe, which you know I dig. I like the the fact that the um, the other guy on the other big guy on the chain gang is kind of fat, like me. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I could see that being me. You know, running around with a pair of jeans. My gut hanging over my jeans, you know. Hey, yeah, yeah. hey, man, what it, see that? Whatever works, you know. And of course, you know, you give the heavy set guy the ability to, you know, leech everybody else's powers. It's like I'm hungry. That's me. It's like, give me some Diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> Piss warm Diet Dew, please, right. for me. Uh, it's my weakness is cold soda. <laughs> okay, uh, good to know, people. If if if, damn it. if Bill ever accosts you, just hand him an ice cold can. Of Diet Mountain Dew. Nah, nah, nah. I still like cold soda. All right. I'll take it either way. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> Whoops. I stepped into that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> what about your rating on the interior art, Bill? Oh, I, I think I said that I, I was going to... I think I'm going to agree with you on the B, even though, you know, it's, the face is a little over-exaggerated on the Master Link. But, yeah, you're right. It is this, like, default... Uh, you know, I'm angry. Yep. All the time. All the time. And that. All right. Yeah, that that one shot where he's uh like the ground is attacking him. That's pretty cool. It's like tendrils and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, B. All right. That leaves the story. Ah. Uh, well. What can you do? Uh, you know what? You start. It's you gotta force in a crossover. Now I do like the fact that the crossover wipes out the fact that nobody's going to remember these guys, but they still exist because they were outside of the effect. Yeah. But doesn't, well, I guess, you know what? I take that back because, well, I didn't even finish my, my thought out, out loud. I was thinking, well, the infinity gauntlet should have affected it because it's got the reality gem. But then I remembered that, um, there was some other book that basically like only an infinity gauntlet of that universe could affect that universe. So technically if the mindscape is outside of our normal universe, that's why it wouldn't be affected. Okay, so kinda, that is good yeah, to know. Yeah, because yeah, there was some other book, I can't remember what it was, something I read recently that, you know, like, 
Oh, I've got an Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, well, does, and, and then like another character was, yeah, but it doesn't work here because we're in a different universe. Makes sense. And it's like it's like oh, <laughs> crap. So right. like the universe specific. So, but it's now. I mean, I don't did was that Budiansky's plan all along to like when he brought these guys back later, or was it just a a, a nice coincidence <clears throat> that he stumbled across and said, you know what, I'm gonna put these guys literally in a box and hide them here. And bring him out later, and just it'll be a big mystery to everybody except the reader. That I don't know. I, you know what? I should probably do some legwork and and talk to the guys that are doing the the Sleepwalker fan film and be like, "Do you have Budiansky's contact info? I want to ask him a bunch of questions about Sleepwalker." Mm. So that might be my next project. I guess I'll have to do that. I mean, it's going to be worth it. I've been, you know, holding on to this series for almost thirty years, and nowadays with the connectivity we all have, it, you know, it's not going to hurt to ask, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the story, um, yeah, I mean, he was able to fold, fold it in prior to the first crossover and, you know, to 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 give a reason for why he's not there. And uh, I, I think I'm going to give the story I'm going to give the story a B as well. Yeah, I'm not going to have any argument with you there. Um, it's it's not the best stuff that that will happen in this book. Um, but I mean, grabbing it off the rack. This is before I had my subscription for the book. Grabbing it off the rack and, and knowing everything that was going on with you know with Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet, I was I was ready to dive right in and read it. I mean, especially after the cliffhanger from last issue. Okay, one of our main characters has suddenly disappeared. Pick that book up. Tell me what's going on. It, yeah, it does get reset, but uh, I mean, it was enjoyable reading it. You know, it's got it's got action and it's got got some drama and you know and, and a cl- you know a, a nice little button on the end of the issue. I mean, you really can't ask for more than that. Yep. So yeah, I guess I guess this gets a solid B for me. Yeah, I guess overall it would, would be the B. Da B da B da B da B da B. Die B D E's. The B D's. I'm Wilfred Brimley. We won't grow old. And we won't ever die. <laughs> we won't. All right. Well, maybe we will. You're already old. Hey. Hey, you got a decade on me, man. You old. Yeah. So what? That's all right. I'll, almost... I'll, hey, I like senior citizens. <laughs> hey, I don't apply for the early bird special yet, like Paul. I would totally. I want to hit anytime there's if there, anything comes up and it's age based. I'm like, hit me up with that. I want that. I earn thing is like living. I got I got like a year and three months until then I can go like the you know the seniors club at one of the stores if you're fifty. Nice. Yeah. Hey. Great. That's a day. Yeah, that's a thank. Whatever. That's a thank you for surviving. Give it to me. Thank you for making it. Yeah. Well, I might have found a. Well, we'll we'll talk about Mr. Budiansky off air. I might have found All right. something. So we, we shall okay. see. Okay. So I guess uh, I guess that wraps it up for tonight, today, tomorrow, whenever you're listening. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. tomorrow. So thank you for coming here. Where can we hit, hear you nowadays? Oh, I know you're doing oh, cast protection. I am doing cast protection, which is a uh, show that is basically covering the Netflix original series Stranger Things. I do that with Jonathan Kreitz and Dave Atterbury. Uh, we also cover stuff that is related to that show, so uh, the influences and stuff that we find pertains to it. Um, I guess Weekly Heroics is on hiatus because Scott's got a lot of stuff going on. Um, I'm sure it'll be back, especially once uh, Legion and Preacher kick in. I'm, I'm sure I'll have to be uh, – he'll be chomping at the bit to cover those. But um, I'm trying to th- – oh, yeah, The Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror with, with Chris Honeywell and the Jack and Eddie boys. Uh, that is still uh, going strong. So all of those shows – 
are available on the Two True Freaks Network. Um, you know, if you see me on Facebook, hit me up with a message or a friend request, and um, I'm all over the Facebook page. That's really the only Facebook and I do is is network Two True Freaks Network related. So don't be a stranger. Already. And uh, when's Legion coming back? That was a pre. I like that it's show. soon because um, they've been dropping dropping some uh, some pictures of it. It's it's definitely soon. I'm ready. I'm I'm definitely ready because uh, that was a trip, man. I like me some Jermaine Clement. <laughs> Did you see what we do in the shadows? I've started to watch it. I've seen about the first <laughs> twenty minutes, a half hour. Finish watching it. He is hilarious in it. <laughs> hilarious. And anybody doesn't know, that's about that's a bunch of vampires that live together in a in a flat in a flat in a flat in in Australia. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's the director of uh, Thor Ragnarok, Taika Waititi, who is also and he's in, he's one of the vampires. He's too. one of the vampires. He's the Anne Rice type vampire. Jermaine Clements like your um, your Gary Oldman Dracula vampire. Um, and then there's another guy that's like just like an animal. Yeah, basically. there's one that's a Nosferatu <laughs> style vampire. Oh, that guy! Oh, I forgot about yeah, him too. Yeah, there's, there's four of them. So, but the one is yeah, the one is very Nosferatu. And then a, basically like a Twilight like vampire. So it's 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 a it's a mockumentary about them, and it's um it really if you liked Thor Ragnarok or if you like J- Jermaine Clement or Flight of the Concords or anything like that, um it is on I know it's on Amazon Prime. Um, streaming yeah it's, that's where i've been watching it too it's uh it's a fantastically funny little mockumentary so if you know if you're if you're into the whole vampire thing or if you just like really funny stuff you should watch it well if you have amazon you should go watch uh john claude van johnson i am, need to get around to that as well oh my god <laughs> that is hilarious i love it of course maybe not everybody will love it but it's i john claude does not take himself i mean he takes himself seriously but it's <clears throat> yeah, you got you you got to watch it. All right, it's great. I will. Yes. So, all right, everybody, we will catch you next time on Back to the Bins. See ya. Sleep tight. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old fashioned comic book back issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at backtothebins at gmail.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of Demanzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Each and every month, the Two True Freaks Network produces dozens of new and exciting episodes which regularly reach tens of thousands of loyal listeners worldwide. Sponsorship and or advertising opportunities are available. Inquiries may be made via email to twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Sleepwalker. Grabby, grabby. <laughs> oh, it's Citronella. Come to get me. Oh, it smells. Oh, Citronella, you smell so good. You smell like There's no bugs. But why am I dripping with goo? Why did I just roll it to Peter McNichol there? What the hell happened? <laughs> he like, you were like, you were like the buzzing like the of buzzing. flies to him. It's like the buzzing of mosquitoes to him. You were like Doc Opo. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, man.
Cornellan, the Raper of Worlds. 